Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. This is episode 13 of the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the psychology to achieve your fitness and nutrition goals and how you can apply that to your training. We're also going to be discussing supplementation, when you should use it, and what supplements you should use. Joining me on the podcast today is someone who is very qualified to speak about both topics. It's Charlie Turner, who is an ex-Great Britain swimmer and the co-founder of Neat Nutrition. Hi, Charlie. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Uh, looking forward to talking today. Yeah, perfect. And um, yeah, I've uh, become a, a massive fan of, of you guys and uh, very interested uh, in your background and your, your former life as a, as a Great Britain uh, swimmer. So I would imagine most of the people on the podcast have not come across you before. So could we get a little bit of an introduction into into Charlie and um, your you know your previous life and and how you've become to start neat? Absolutely. Um, so I guess the story starts I don't know ten fifteen years ago. Um, as you said, I was a professional swimmer for the best part of my my twenties. So that started with with going to Loughborough University and then progressing into into the national team from there. Um, for, for reference, I was a sprint freestyler, so, so one of the quick guys in the pool. Right. Um, I was right. very, very lucky to, I guess, travel around the world, train with some fantastic people, have some great friends that have come out of the back of that as well. Um, yeah. And was able to swim for Great Britain, swim for my country for the best part of kind of five or six years. I went to World Championships, European Championships. Um, sadly, the Olympic dream never quite happened for me. I got injured both right. before 2008 mm-hmm. and 2012. Which at the time was was very uh-huh. difficult to, to deal with, but looking yeah. back in hindsight, actually all these kind of failures along the way, if you want to call it a failure, they're actually kind of I don't know change your mindset and give you some resolve, and you know yeah. you don't end up where you end up without things happening. So so no regrets in terms of that. And then transitioning from from something, um, touching it very quickly, I uh, I found it fairly difficult. I think actually because you you have this real sense of purpose when you're an athlete and it's a very kind of um not sheltered but it's it's, you almost live within a bubble because the only thing you really concentrate on is being good at whatever sport it is normally wanting to go to the olympics or the world cup whatever the pinnacle of that sport is and that becomes your real singular focus and when you when you leave that environment it's a really weird transition to then have this all-encompassing thing that you you think about every day to then not really knowing what it is you're getting out of bed for what your identity is because everybody's known you as a mm-hmm. swimmer for the last 10 to 15 years and it's it's a really bizarre one as well because and this is a this is the part i'm not as proud of but you, you go from a position where people are genuinely very interested in what you do because it it's not a normal profession mm-hmm. and it is elite if you want to call it that to then not having that about you and it's a, it's very hard to deal with i found that very difficult and it was um it took me a while to find that sense of purpose again. And uh, I went and worked in the, the film entertainment industry for a while and looked at commercial partnerships there for some of the biggest studios um, in the world. And it was great. It was a fantastic yeah. job. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people were, would give their right arm for, but it wasn't where my passion lay. And yeah. 
I knew that I had to find what that was in order to, to I guess, be happier day to day. And I'd always said I wanted to yeah. start a business at some point, just needed the right opportunity or the right idea. And it became very clear that I wanted to get back into something to do with fitness, health, wellness. And yeah. so yeah. after a couple of years of, of working a normal job, if you want, if you want to call it that, um, uh, you know, I, I was... Um, I think I was having lunch with one of my best friends who's also um, a former GB swimmer and now co-founder of the business. And we just said, look, we don't need this big idea. We just need to know we can do something better. And we looked at the fitness industry and the, the growing curve of class pass and boutique fitness and really felt like nobody in the nutrition space was talking to that audience in in a way that would resonate well, but also had a product that would would sit behind that. And at that time, it was you know solely products that were aimed towards guys reading men's health. There was nothing really aimed towards women, um, certainly in a non-patronizing yeah. way. Um, so we wanted to create a product that had better provenance, took out all the, the artificial ingredients, take it to the market in a, a slightly different form, and and really create a support system around that business so that we could become, become a kind of entry brand for people that you know perhaps had some misconceptions or were scared about why they should be taking a supplement or how they should be getting into health and fitness and offer that support system um, not only in terms of nutrition, yeah. but in terms of that broader remit as well. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that, there's there's loads there that I, that I want to pick out on, really. I think, um, yeah, I, j- just to, to step back just one step and, and, and around um, the nutrition and supplementation, I definitely agree. I think when I started to get into to fitness and, and health probably about six, seven years ago, um, it, the tables had started to turn. But the, the 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 big kind of supplement brands that are around now weren't around, and it was very much aligned with, um, you know, you went to the gym, you lifted heavy weights, and that's why you took protein because you wanted to bulk up and you wanted to, you know, get bigger. Um, there was no real alignment around, um, you know, protein, for example, um, and the benefits of protein just in everyday life and the fact that our bodies actually need it. Um, so yeah, I completely, I completely resonate with that. Um, and, and yeah, it was kind of, you know, these massive, great big plastic yeah. tubs, wasn't it? That you would go to a specialized kind of supplement shop and you would buy and kind of, you know, it was all, it was almost kind of like underground, wasn't it? It, it was, wasn't it, kind it's of. It's really weird out- looking back. I think if you did, you know, those before and after pictures you see all the time. <laughs> if you saw the yeah. before and after picture of what the supplement industry looked like five, 10 years ago to what it looked like now, I think it's unrecognizable. As you say, it was, it was a handful yeah. of brands. It was always a guy who was fairly well oiled up doing a bicep curl. And it was always these big ungodly tubs with, millions of promises scientific words associated with them and i think that was that was my frustration that i came from a background of professional sport and i was really really lucky that i worked with some fantastic nutritionists over the year and had a fantastic kind of knowledge base to to go on for the rest of my life with and make the assumption to start with that other people have that knowledge and realize very quickly that other people don't and so that was that was the interesting point um and yeah, I just, I, I found it a, a really weird kind of um, thing that protein powders, you know, as you say, it's it's a nutrient that's important for everybody to have and nobody really had enough knowledge about it and mm. it was positioned in a very weird way. So that was right. a big part of why we, why we want to start the business and try and make a difference there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. But, but just stepping back quite a few more steps, when you were talking about, you know, when you was in this, as you call it, like the bubble of, of professional sport and being a, a professional athlete. 
Um, a couple of the things that come out in our community um, is is people you know, being able to be persistent and consistent with their training. And I often talk about this this why. And, and sometimes it's, it, you know, when you talk about why, it kind of seems a bit, you know, woo-woo and all the rest of it. But, but you know, you obviously meant talked about a sense of purpose. So, you know, it's having, I feel that you have to have that sense of purpose more than just, fitness and nutrition in order to stay consistent and persistent so so when you were you know in the world of professional sport was it that that your your purpose particularly was to get to the olympics or what was your kind of higher purpose in when you were in that that world i think it's really important to understand that most people don't get into sport initially to be an olympian or a world champion they get into sport because they enjoy it right and if you look at i guess most people's backstory um they started when mm. they were kids and they did it purely for the love of sport. Take be that football, tennis, golf, swimming, whatever you want it to be. And I think that's the really important thing that you have to find something that you're passionate about and you enjoy and you turn your you know, your hobby turns into something you do more and more and more. Um, yeah. you know, I I, I love swimming. Both my parents were, were former international swimmers. I was thrown in a pool at a very early age and it was something I loved, but I was equally very good at a lot of other sports as a kid and you know, athletics being one of them, but I didn't have the same joy and passion for athletics that I did for swimming. And that's the, the reason, yeah. really, that I, I carried on with swimming. And I think you have to, you have to kind of, if you're going to be consistent, it has to be something you enjoy. But also, you have to be able to, you know, as yeah. you progress down that journey, you have to be able to set goals as well. And I think a lot of people, yeah. I mean, they think they've set goals, but potentially haven't. And I, and that's slightly controversial. I think it just, yeah. it just stays as a dream until you until you write it down and give a deadline on it. So for me, it's, yeah. you know, you have to make very actionable points. So it's, you know, rather than just saying, I want to swim faster, it's I want to swim this time yeah. by this date. And then it's what are the actionable yeah. steps I'm going to do to do that. So it's my stroke rate isn't quick enough or I'm not quick enough off the block. So again, if I'm not quick enough off the block, I need to get more power in my legs. And you start building it down like that as, you know, actionable steps. Then I think it's also really important to, yeah. to have something that's going to keep you accountable. And that doesn't mean having a coach or a PT. It can be as simple as your friendship circle, um, your partner, um, and then creating yeah. a, a kind of network of people who are going to support that. So whether that is, um, going to a mentor or having somebody you can sit down with a coffee once a week or actually having a PT you can speak to. I think it's important to create that ecosystem around there as well. And looking at that, yeah. the day-to-day -day training as well, I mean, I think too many people get caught up with, I have to go to the gym. That's how I get fit, right? Yeah. And there's so many people yeah. who don't enjoy going to the gym or can only go and it's busy and really hate that. So again, change, change your stimulus, yeah. stimulus. You don't have to go to the gym. Or you don't have to go and it's busy. Um, if you've got a garden, just, you know, you can go and buy a big bag of sand from being cube and have that in the yeah. garden with a TRX and just do some body weight stuff. You can go and do class. You can get a bike. Yeah. There's a million different kind of ways to, to get that stimulus around health and fitness. And I think it's, it's not getting caught up in, well, everybody on Instagram is going to the gym, so I need to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think that's, that's another area of the fitness industry that ha that is constantly changing at the moment. You know, coming back again to the, the 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 example that we used earlier around the you know the big protein tubs and, and going to the gym and lifting big heavy weights. That's kind of shifted as well now, where 
you know, you don't actually need to go to the gym. And that's something that I promote um, is that you can actually do a really good workout in 20 minutes um, without even needing to go to the gym, just using your own body weight. And I think that, that that's an area that's shifted. Um, the, the other thing that you mentioned there is a, is about having actionable goals. And I think, you know, that is really valid and something that's not talked about. And many people have this dream. And I think you're absolutely right. And again, some people who listen to this might think this is a bit over the top. But unless you write it down and, like you said, put a deadline against it or a time against it, um, you're not going to do it. It's just fact. You just won't. Um, and and the other thing is is the enjoyment element of it. And I know, you know, I before I got into to triathlon and Ironman, I had gone to the gym for 15 years, and I went to the gym because for the exact reason you said, because you feel you have to go to the gym. Yeah, I was still hugely overweight uh, and still hugely unfit. And it was not until I discovered triathlon that it was it clicked, and it was something that I absolutely loved. Um, and like you said, you know, the end goal was not to do Ironman. The end goal was literally just to to, to finish one That's triathlon. It. And that was it. That was all I had. Uh, and then and it's, it's just gone on from back, there. It wasn't doing the triathlon that was the thing you enjoyed. It was the journey getting there that you enjoyed the most. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that is so key as well. You know, you have to enjoy that journey. You have to enjoy. I did a, a Facebook Live last year at half past six in the morning on a Sunday when it was raining and I opened the front door and I did it because I thought people need to see this because if you don't, if you open that door at half six on a, sun, uh, a Sunday morning, it's dark, it's raining and you've got to go for a run. If you don't enjoy yeah, it, absolutely. you're not going to walk out that front door and do it. And, and the thing for me, Charlie, is that it's the feeling that I get once I've completed it so yes, it might be cold. Yes, it might be wet. But when I walk back in that front door and I've finished, I get this massive sense of, of achievement. I feel better, you know, more clarity. So I think that's, yeah, I think that's a very valid um, point that you make there around, you know, you're not looking to become um, I, I look Olympian back now at my, like my swimming career so, and it's what? been so consumed at the time with wanting to achieve X, Y, and Z. I don't look back at any of the international meets I swam at. It's always the little kind of intangible things along the way that would not have even resonated at the time. But I look back now, yeah. those are my, my fondest memories. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I highly recommend people go to your website and watch your About video because I only watched it yesterday just before this, this podcast. And I found it very f- profound for me. It really hit the spot for me because you, you, in that video, you, you talk about when you get to an event that that's kind of secondary you know you've done that 50 times over that event you've played it out in your head through training the event is just the event you know it's the, it's like you say it's the journey leading up to that it's all the tough training sessions you do um leading up to that. and i don't want people to think that listen to this that you know you, you have to train like an olympian or a pro- professional athlete that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that like you've just said enjoy that journey if you don't enjoy going to the gym, don't go yeah, to don't the gym. There's many other things you can do. Um, no, exactly, exactly. Don't need to punish yourself. So, um, I want to I want to just go into um, supplements and supplement companies and the market. Now, I know we've t- we've touched on it around you know that the old fashioned muscle building type protein supplements, but I'm really keen to kind of get into the the detail around um, what you and your partner 
decided to do when you started NEAT and why NEAT is different? Because as you've rightly said and identified, you know, th- th- this supplement market, I would say over the last five years, it is very different. And if you're looking from the outside, you would probably say, well, why do we need another supplement company? But there are lots of niche supplement companies popping up now that are making a real difference. So what do you think is, you know, what caused you guys to, to create NEAT and what do you think is Yeah, absolutely. Is so I think it's important really to remember that it. when we started five years ago, the market looked entirely different to, to where it, what it looks like now. So when, when we launched, I, I guess our frustration was being consumers rather than athletes, we were getting confused on what to buy. because We would search protein powder, for example, and across... I don't know, 10 different websites, you'd get 10 different descriptions of the same product at 10 different prices. And it was just very, very confusing as to the promises they were offering, why they're at different prices, um, and where to start, really. And I was looking at as someone who's been involved in sport in some capacity for, for pretty much my entire adult life, and thinking, well, if I'm confused, like the rest of the population must have no idea where to start here. So that was almost the, the starting point for it. And nobody was doing yeah. that at the time. Um, so that was what we wanted to do. So we had a really simple product range. We didn't offer a hundred different lines. We offered under 20 at the time, I think. And we, for example, we had four different protein powders and we put them all at exactly the same price because we didn't want people to choose based on cost. We wanted people to choose on based on what they actually needed. And I think that's a really important point to make a yeah. quick segue that don't go and start looking across supplement sites and go, oh, that sounds good, that sounds good, that sounds good. Do your research before you go on. Know exactly the reasons you're looking to buy a supplement and then stick with those reasons and buy something that suits that rather than I think there's a there's a there's a danger of going, oh well I didn't know this was going to improve this by one percent. And really, do you need to improve that by one percent? Do you need to spend all this money on doing these things? I would say for for most people try and keep it fairly simple. I think that's what we've tried to do. We've tried to keep a really simple process for for buying our products we've got definitely a better product we you know there's a very strong provenance chain behind everything we have we've removed all of the artificial ingredients nasty receptors that were there five years ago and in fairness a lot of other brands have, have also done that um but i think what we do really well is we we have a great support system so if you go onto our website i think we've got in excess of 300 recipes on there now be it protein shakes, um, balls, hummus, um, pancakes, whatever it might be. There's probably the same amount of blog content on there. And that's from a range of experts from new moms to Pilates instructors to fantastic PTs to a guy working a 60-hour week. So there's a touch point for everybody there. I think the other thing that, that we've managed to do very well is we we have a very convenient um, offer. So there's not a whole, you know, 200 products on our website that you have to sift through. We we purely offer a very, very good protein, whether that be plant-based or whey-based. Um, that's the only product that we now now offer. Very simple journey. You yeah. can set it up on subscription, so it means you're not going to be missing any deliveries. It comes through your letterbox rather than having to be signed for at the door, so you're not going to yeah. going to miss it coming. So I think we we made that easy. So for a lot of people who are time short at the moment as well, we we hopefully tick that box. And then I think the the other thing is that there's there's still in spite of this kind of vegan revolution, they're still lacking lacking kind of really good plant based products. Yeah, and our vegan protein is our is our top seller. 
Um, and I think it's, you know, it's a fantastic product in, in a market where there aren't particularly, you know, a huge wealth of options compared to, to people who aren't on a vegan diet. I think we offer a fantastic offering there too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. And I, and I definitely would agree with what you said there around, you know, don't an- overanalyze all of these different elements that go into, you know, for, as an example, protein powders, because nine times out of 10, you won't understand what they mean. And you won't understand the science behind it. And I think where you guys, where it really works is exactly like you said, you've just diluted it down and kept it simple. Um, and the, the, the massive benefit, what I think for you guys is that, you know, we spoke about this earlier prior to, to recording the podcast, and that is the ease of, of, of the way that you package your product is you can take it anywhere. I've lost count of the amount of times when I've gone on holiday and I've had to measure it out and put it in a bag and all the rest of it. Whereas you've just got individual packets, you can take it, you know, on the move when you go to work, you know, when you go on holiday and all the rest of it. And so I think that, yeah, like you say, you you have made it really simple. And one of the other points um, I want to make is, particularly around the vegan product, it's very, very difficult to get a vegan protein powder to taste nice without putting crap in it. Um and too many people do do that. They put too much. See, because it, and because we're facing this whole vegan revolution, you know, you eat, because it says vegan, you say, oh, it must be healthy. Well, actually, not. It's not nine times out of ten. If you look at the, the you know, the, the, um, the, the packaging and what's in it, you know, there's some not great stuff in there. So I think, yeah, I think you guys have really simpled it down and got some, you know, and it's very clear on your website as well. The process that you go through in order to create the the, the powders and and the, the you know the, the the process it goes through with the the you know the creating it and then putting yeah, the, I think the flavors it, in it as well. It's definitely very, very some people will have a need for some of these these other supplements. You know, if you want mushroom coffee and you have a very specific reason for needing mushroom yeah. coffee, like go for it. Have that's it. But I think majority of people, you know, yeah. even boiling it back down to wild products. Yeah. If you if you've gone on and said I want a protein powder, then don't get swayed by the one that's got three different berries in it and this blend and that blend because it look, it reads great and you're like, oh, that's amazing. But actually, you came in looking for a protein powder. Are those other things that's going to cost you another 30% on top of the, the normal cost actually going to benefit you in any way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So on that then, if, if you know, just talking about the, the kind of supplement market in general, when, when people are choosing supplements, like I've mentioned, there can be some pretty nasty stuff that goes into these things to kind of fill them out, bulk them out, and make them taste nice and all the rest of it. What, in your opinion, what would you say people should look out for as a general rule of thumb when they're, yeah, so I think they're, the, they're the looking first at point supplements is and supplement brands? Know what you want and stick with, with what you want. Once you've decided that, I think, look, the, the recognizable brand names, they haven't been around this long by producing a bad product. So a majority of them will will have a, a you know a pretty decent product offering it's right. it's very easy now to to kind of go on to google and get a lot of lots of advice and reviews and you can quickly kind of weed out the the better products i think also once yeah. you've decided so again using a protein powder as an example just because it's the closest to home for me and the easiest one for me to talk about but if you look on the back of the package and you've gone i'm buying a protein yeah. powder yeah. and you you turn the background and there's 17 ingredients on there at that point, I'd be questioning, well, <laughs> identify protein. Yeah. What are these other 16 things in here? And what, why are they there? What do they do? Um, mm. 
then also look at look at the yield. So what, what I mean by that is if you look at the per 100 grams, again, if you're turning a protein powder over and it says 40 grams of protein, mm-hmm. what's the other 60 grams? Um, and, you, you know, you're very rarely going to find one that's 100% protein and you probably wouldn't want to because it wouldn't taste fantastic at that point for, for most people. But I think, you know, you want to be looking certainly mm-hmm. above 65 grams up to the range of kind of 85, anything in, in that ballpark. Um, and I think that's normally a pretty good indicator of, you know, yep. what's in there as well. You know, also, even on the plant-based options, you know, is it soy you want to be taking? Is it rice? Um, we use hemp and pea because we feel like it offers a very good blend that, that offers some of those essential amino acids as well. So particularly high in lysine. So people who are perhaps deficient on that on a vegan diet will be getting more of that for, from the pea in our protein. So again, doing a little bit of research before and rather than just saying, oh, it's plant-based, as you said, it's good, looking at what those sources are and which are the most beneficial for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I think, um, and I'm not going to mention any brands, but some of the, the bigger brands that where you can you can buy in volume, um, some of the stuff that they put in there, particularly around the sweetness side of things, is pretty harrowing, to be honest. Um, and you know, shouldn't shouldn't be in there and is not probably doing you any good. Um so so yeah, I think that that's something to be aware of. But it is a it is a minefield and generally I think a lot of the products are picked based on what it just says on the front. It's oh that that that, that looks good. I don't really know much about it, but I'll try that. You know, either bulk up or diet down or or that kind of thing. Whereas it shouldn't be I believe it shouldn't be used in that context. It should be used as a as a an addition to a balanced diet, um, as opposed to you know dieting down or or bulking Absolutely. up, because you can do all of that with, do, with proper nutrition. Uh, yeah. I'm using um, inverted finger marks here. That's the reason we don't use a weight gainer, because ultimately that's just oats that are being put into a protein powder. And I think it's yeah. easier for people just to buy oats for ATP at home and put them into their shake mm-hmm. in the morning, and they've, they've made their own weight gainer. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, absolutely, um, and much, much more healthier. So, so when we when we're thinking about supplementation, then um, you know, I advocate in in our community and and in our guide as well. You know, eating a well balanced diet. So, I, you know, I, I do use elements of, of paleo, keto, and all the rest of it. But essentially, you know, when you break them all down, they all are elements of a well balanced diet. You know, getting your proteins, your carbohydrates, your fats, and, and things like that in there. But when would you suggest that people consider supplementation? When do you think is a, the right time to consider it? Would, be, would it be based on volume? Would it be based on, on lifestyle in terms of time available for, for above, your nutrition? Probably. What would you and say? I think the, the important thing to remember is that it's called a supplement, so it's there to supplement the balanced diet. And I know that's a really weird position for somebody right. who owns a, yeah. a supplement business, but I, I firmly believe that that's the reason it's not a – a meal replacement and you know that wasn't something we were ever interested in i think what supplements do is they offer a great convenient solution so number one i think looking at lifestyle so if people are time short it's a great way to get in whatever it is 10 15 20 grams of protein in a very quick amount of time without having to go through the process of cooking a chicken breast or or boiling an egg and we're, we're pragmatic enough to know that probably the meal that most people skip is, is breakfast in the morning. And as much as I don't advocate that and would prefer people had a balanced breakfast in the morning, I also know that 
getting a croissant or a Danish pastry with a coffee isn't a great solution. A better solution would be to have your, your yeah. magic bullets out on the side no. and put in some coconut milk, a scoop of protein, and some frozen berries. It'll take you less than a minute, and you can drink it on the tube into work, and you've got a much better solution there. It's, it's, it's a really kind of – it's just a, a quick swap that provides you with a, with a better option, I think. And so that's almost how we pitch yeah. it. So on the lifestyle side of things, yeah. it's, you know, again – if you're the kind of person that three o'clock in the afternoon knows that you're going to walk down to the shop underneath your office and buy a Kit Kat, make some protein balls the night before and leave them in the fridge because it'll take yeah. you five minutes to make them. And again, you've got a much yeah. more nutritious option that will satiate hunger for longer. I think in terms of in terms of the volume piece, and again, tying in the lifestyle, I guess, a little bit, you know, if people are going to the gym a lot more uh, and are doing weight training or endurance training or whatever it is they might be doing, they are going to need more protein in the diet. That, that's a fact. Um, and the most convenient way to get that probably will be from a supplement. And certainly after a workout, knowing that that's the most important time to get protein back in the diet to, to help repair the tissues you've damaged from, from the exercise yeah. you've done. I think, again, that's, that's probably a pragmatic way of looking at it as well that you you know if you're going in your lunch break at work or you're trying to get home or whatever it is actually just having a sachet in your bag as you say most of our products are in sachets now and you can just rip and go and it's, it's in your shaker with some water from the gym is a lot easier than having to worry about getting to the supermarket cooking etc 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 um so that's the way i view it yeah no i agree and i think um one of the biggest things is is having that awareness um and having that information and i think your site um, particularly around the blog you know there's some really quick and simple and easy things that you can do you just have to be aware that it's there in the first place uh, and just put a little bit of time and effort in you know obviously a lot of people don't like it when they have to change things but you shouldn't necessarily see it as a restriction um, it's just a different way of thinking about um, your, your nutrition your diet um, and I always use the analogy that you know we're, we're kind of conditioned by the marketers and by the supermarkets that whatever they put on the shelf is good for us and it's actually not um in most cases i think and if and if you just take that time just to do a little bit of research and like you said there is so much information out there now um you know pretty much within the space of 15 to 20 minutes you could actually create yourself a quite a nice little quick and easy diet plan that would replace some of the stuff that you perhaps eat and use today. And, and your example of, you know, the shake in the morning <clears throat> is perfect. You can actually mix it up whilst you're getting ready to go to work, grab it on the way out, and that's it. You've got a really good nutritional base to start your day with as opposed to having, a, you know, a pint of caffeine and, and a load of kind of, um, you know, pastries which are going to spike your blood sugar and then give you a, a nice exactly. crash at 10 o'clock in the morning. Is, you know, you're going to feel rubbish to lunchtime. So, for, for a longer period of time as well. So it's more likely that you will make it to lunch without needing that, that pick-me-up halfway through. And I think actually the other thing that I forgot to mention was that we don't necessarily just see our products as a supplement. We see it as an ingredient. Um, in the same way that, I don't know, flour, eggs would be used as an ingredient. There's so many ways you can, can add it to different things. And again, all these things are on our website. But I look at our, our client list of people we supply the product to. And I think if I'd said, you know, four or five years ago that some of the top five-star hotels in London would be some of our biggest clients because they use it in their kitchens to create yeah. high-protein recipes for a consumer that increasingly is looking for the healthy 
options while they're traveling because they don't just want to go and travel and have bacon, eggs, and a cheeseburger. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's, it's a really interesting kind of shift in the market there as well. Actually, it has become an ingredient now too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I, yeah, I use it a lot in, in my breakfasts and, and like you say, snacks and things like that. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great example. So, um, obviously, we've talked about purpose and mission. You know, in your video on the website, you talk about your mission and, and, and how you're inspired every day to jump out of bed and just go into neat because you don't, you know, it's kind of like you're taking yourself back to when you were you know, a professional athlete. And we've talked a little bit about that, but but how important do you think it is for people to have that when they're first starting on their fitness and nutrition journey? Um, or do you think, think that that's fairly, I don't think it necessarily needs to be a mission, but I think it has to be something that's enjoyable. And I know that's really yeah. oversimplifying things, but I think yeah. cer- yeah. I think certainly within health and fitness, I, I touched on it earlier, but people no, get I this kind of martyr yeah. syndrome where – you know, I have to be up earlier than everybody else train. I have to train harder. I have yeah. to be seen to be doing this, that. And actually, that's just not sustainable. And at some point, you're either going to break your body or you're just going to be fed up and mm. not want to do it anymore. Um, so I think it's really important to, to do something that you enjoy to, again, a bit of a cliche, but find your tribe, find the people that you enjoy spending time with doing it. Because again, you know, even going back to swimming, that you know, I had a point where once I left university, I had to go and find a, a new club program. And I went around a couple of different places and there just wasn't a fit for me with, you know, whether it be there weren't other senior swimmers there or I didn't like the area or whatever it might have been at the time. I wouldn't have carried on going as long as I had, had I not really yeah. got on yeah. with my coach and enjoyed his company and the way he, he coached me. And also, were there not a, a group of swimmers around me that, again, I could kind of have as part of my yeah. support structure and people I was going to spend, ultimately, probably more time with than my family and then with anybody else. And I think it's the same with whatever it is, health and fitness, work. And for me, that's the thing that I really enjoy now, that I get to work with a group of my best friends doing something we all really enjoy with you know some very specific goals in terms of what we're trying to achieve. And it, yeah. it's exciting and it's fun again. And then, you know, the point we touched on earlier, if you don't want to go to the gym, don't go to the gym, go swimming, go and play football, go and play rugby, go, you know, do at-home workouts, whatever it is, yeah. but find the thing you enjoy. It might not happen straight away, but, you know, you, you know you'll eventually find it. Yeah, I think, I think I know people use this word tribe a lot now, and, and again, it can sound a bit cliche, but I think it's very important because we're increasingly living kind of, solitary and sedentary lifestyles and what i mean by that is that you know we've pretty much got everything that we need in the palm of our hands in terms of of our smartphones now and so for example you can order whatever you want off the internet you can get it the next day and you can have all your friendships online whereas if you find that tribe and you get that personal interaction you get that support network you know you get people kind of um, bigging you on or egging you up when you when you're feeling a little bit down because let's be honest we all go through that period within training and exercise it doesn't matter what you do you always get the yin and the yang you always have good days and then you'll have bad days but if you if you're surrounded by people who share the same mission vision purpose or whatever it is that you have you know that kind of brings you along absolutely on, on this journey you, that we talk if about you very so honestly I think, take I think a look very, at very when you've important. been you know the five or ten happiest moments in your life are they when you've been sat on your own on your phone or watching tv 
or are they with a group of people? And I know that's over-exaggerating a little bit, but I think it, yeah. it holds true. Yeah. I think those people also, they, they provide some accountability as well because, again, just going to the gym on your own every day is fairly solitary and it's, it's pretty easy to not go to a session or, you know, half-hearted in one of them. And it's not that these people are on your back going, come on, you've got to do X, Y, Z. But equally, you kind of, you know, if you've said to somebody, yeah, we'll go for a run tomorrow morning, you don't turn up. You feel like a bit of an arsehole for not going, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You let them down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. So, what what are the the future plans for Nick now? Four and a half years in now, I should probably know that. Going five years, you said, I think. um so yeah, <laughs> yeah I think, um, we went quickly. through quite a big change at the turn of the year right. where we um we changed a lot of our product offerings so we we actually kind of got rid of actually a lot of our offering because we felt like it wasn't necessarily needed for the majority of people and the product that we we always enjoyed selling the most and was our halo product and the one that was most well received was our protein powders so we we solely sell the protein powders now um, as you said, they're available um, yeah. in sachets as opposed to big lumps okay. and bags. And again, that was part of our our listening to our customers. You know, people were so fed up with missing delivery, so we created something that could go straight through the letterbox. As you said, people didn't want to to scoop it into little kind of cellophane bags or into the bottom of the shaker. And so, the single serving sachets are great to either go in your work bag, your mm-hmm. gym bag, or the traveling is being the the biggest one, I think. Um, and also, I think. You know, really stupid things like people don't want a two kilo bag sat under their desk at work because it just doesn't look cool. So having a couple of sachets in your drawer, and I know it's a perception thing, but it's been a really big, big kind of turning point. Um, We launched a business in the US um, at the turn of the year, and that's been fantastic. It's been a lot of learnings with it, um, but a market that actually is really, really receptive to to what we do. And, you know, the product's growing very 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 quickly over there and i think moving forward it's going to be dual path between what we're doing in the uk and the us but also listening to our customers constantly so what we're doing as we speak is again a big round of of customer listening in terms of you know how do people use the product where do they use it are we offering something convenient is there something more convenient we could be doing to help people's lives i think looking certainly probably more of the plant-based side of things but again How can we improve that? What new products would people like to see? Are there innovative ingredients that we can use? Are there new flavors we can bring out? Um, what does, can, you know, if it's not a powder, what does convenience look like for our consumer? So I think keep an eye out. I can't reveal too much at the moment, but there'll be some, some hopefully some new and innovative things coming um, towards the beginning of next year, I would have thought. Fantastic. Okay. So before we, we wrap up then, uh, Charlie, is there anything that um, no, I, I think didn't the most ask you that you feel I should have done that would benefit the listeners? And I know, I think you touched on it, but I know it sounds really silly to write down your goals. And I was certainly a cynic the first time I did it. And uh, I think the yeah. first time I did it after swimming was actually when I started doing some work with, with Lululemon. Uh, and they, they preach a very similar mentality that you have to make your goals right. specific and actionable. And to, to, to reiterate that, it is setting a very specific goal. So let's just use the example of the gym because it's very easy. I want to bench press 100 kilos before December 2019. So you've got a specific goal. You've got a time frame on it. Otherwise, it just remains a dream. And then it's putting some micro bullet points underneath that as to how you're going to achieve that 
then bring your network around you, have those people who can support you. And I think if people do that, they will see a huge difference in what they're trying to um, achieve. No, I definitely agree. And, and like, we, you know, we've touched on it a couple of times now, but people might think it, it feel it a bit odd when they first start doing it. But I can definitely say from experience, um, since I've started to do it, particularly around, you know, where I want to get to, um, I've definitely seen the results. So, you know, there, there's a there's an, a, a saying called you, you, you um, treasure what you measure um, or measure what you treasure or something like that. I can't remember what it is now, but definitely, you know, once you, once you start to, to, track it and measure it and it doesn't have to be detailed um you actually start to realize that you can achieve whatever you you set out to do so i really appreciate your time today charlie and it's been great uh having a having a conversation with you and and hearing about your background and and neat um so how can the listeners uh uh, connect with you and and, google you'll find it but otherwise it is neat-nutrition.com um, you can go and have a look at our, our social pages, which again on Instagram is neat underscore nutrition. If you if you want to follow me personally, it probably won't be as exciting. But um, my um, handle is at Mr. C S Turner. And then for anybody that would actually like to try the products, we've set up a code for for all of your listeners. So if they do go to the website and they put in the code FHD50, um, they'll get fifty percent off their the first um, box as well. Perfect. All right. I really appreciate that, Charlie. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend the listeners go over uh, and just try it out. Uh, like we've already said, it's the ease of actually getting the product, which I found the best. And uh, I'm going away on holiday in the next couple of weeks, so I'll be getting my order in. So I don't have to take this massive, great big bag through customs. And um, yeah, no, it's been it's been great talking Perfect. to you, Charlie. Thank you so much. I really for appreciate your time, and I'll look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.